I need to know what happened. You'll never know. <gasps> Happy Monday and welcome to the Geek Squared Show, the show where we talk about the things that we talk about. My name's Emma. And I'm Tilly. And I have a cold. Not mad about it, but I I, I am missing some very important consonants in my name. Ebba. Ebba. (laughs) (laughs) If my voice starts to sound a little funky throughout this episode, it's just I'm losing my voice. Also, announcement. We are planning something very special for an upcoming episode of the podcast. So next week, Tilly will be splaining. Shutter Island. <laughs> instead of the week after. So we're just deviating from the formula just, just for one week, and then we'll be back to your regular schedule. And for today, we are going to be discussing TV shows we wasted our time on. Now, do we want to clarify what that means? Yeah, there may be some geek exponents out there who feel they have not wasted time on a TV show ever. And to that I ask, have you ever watched a show weekly? This was the worst, when shows were all weekly (laughs) for five years or more, only to watch it slowly crumble into obscurity due to things like poor writing, characters leaving, other unforeseen circumstances, we're looking at you, pandemic. Have you ever religiously watched the best show you've ever seen, only to have the final episode totally disappoint audiences everywhere? Or have you ever started watching this fresh, entertaining, amazing new show, and then it is not renewed for a second season? If you somehow start a show, don't like it, and continue to watch every (laughs) single episode. Then, my friends, you have wasted time on a TV show, I am sorry to say. (laughs) And if you have said no to all the things we have said so far, have you even lived? Then you're lying. You're lying. (laughs) So these are our shows we have wasted our time on. Tilly, would you like to go first? I will happily because there's one show in particular I have such a bitter, bittersweet relationship with. It's Supernatural. <sighs> I, I spent a lot of time watching each and every episode. Each episode was an hour long. There was like 26 episodes in every season, like. You know, it, after a while, it just becomes like a soap opera. Yeah. And it's it's unfortunate because it was a really great show. I um, never watched Supernatural. Regretfully, I, I will add, even though I know it's like a universally hated ending to the show. I know people who watched it religiously and then after it ended, they never spoke about it again. <laughs> Like, that's how you know. That's rough. Like, you got the Game of Thrones treatment. Game of Thrones is not on my list. Is Game of Thrones on your list? It is not. Okay, because I still love Game of Thrones for the show that it was, not the ending it had. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, I thought about adding it because, like, that's that's the one that everyone is like, seasons one through six were fantastic, Mm. and then season seven was just, like, the worst. Right. It's like... You know, I could sit here and say the same thing, but to what end? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Season one to six were so good that I don't feel like that was wasted time. So I couldn't justify putting that on my list. Season seven and eight were not the greatest. However, back to Supernatural. Supernatural is one of those shows that fell victim to just being a super popular show for too long. Too long. Yeah. Fan service, fan disservice involved. Like I I have said on the show before that as fans, we have so much power. And I feel like the fans, because the fan base was so huge 
and so dedicated and so passionate that they had a lot of say in, in what was going on in Supernatural. There was also a lot of queer baiting in that show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. once the audiences became aware of what queer baiting was, because that's a relatively new term, it kind of got pushed to the back burner because it was like the worst offender. It was that and Sherlock at the time. So I think it was just it, its life was too long. Yeah, I uh I, I don't think we'll ever see another show that goes 20 seasons. And it's because of the way that streaming shows has become so popular. Yeah. Um, Supernatural was part of what I and my coworkers, uh, I don't want to say what my job is, but it has to do with pop culture. Supernatural was at its height in what we like to call the platinum age of TV. And I've never heard that as like an industry word or, or a buzzword or anything, but it really was a platinum age because there was the golden age, right? Yeah. What's, and then, man, like what's platinum? Is that like mid 2000s yeah. and onwards? So there was a, a point where the popular things were Supernatural, Sons of Anarchy, The Walking Dead, Breaking Bad. And that is what we consider the platinum age of TV because the products that came out for those shows and the shows themselves, like the each individual seasons of those shows were just so wildly popular. It's it's kind of interesting that we never heard anybody mention that as a buzzword, like anything like the platinum age of TV, but it was totally present. Like, I want to say half of those shows fell into like Supernatural. They started, they were super popular and then they just like fizzled out yeah. or they ended on a high note. I mean, the one that gets thrown around the most is probably Breaking Bad because mm -hmm. it's five seasons and it's wild start to finish. So <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, like uh, for those that have seen it, you already know. But yeah. for those that, that haven't, like you'll never know unless you <laughs> see it. So these dang shows, man, they, they turn into soap operas. Another show that I don't involve in the golden age uh, or the platinum age of TV, but only because I look at those as TV shows that were dramas that were an hour long, but 30 minute sitcom a lot like Friends, it tried to be the next Friends, is How I Met Your Mother. It was the mid-2000s, and it had its faults, that is for sure. It was a smaller, more ignorant world in the mid-2000s, so take that into consideration when I say How I Met Your Mother was a great show at its height. It was really, really good. It just got to this drop-off point where it was all of a sudden bad. I want to say the first three quarters of it, I laughed, I cried, had really interesting characters, really cool dynamics. The cast was outstanding. And then it just got so bad. It wasn't like a plane trying to land and you can see it faltering and then it like crash land. Like you couldn't see it coming. In the air, nose down. No, it was like the plane was in the air coming to the landing strip and then it just exploded. <laughs> Like, if you haven't seen How I Met Your Mother at this point and you care about the spoilers, you can stop listening now. But I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody who's going to see it has cares, seen it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, when we finally meet the mother, the title of the show, she was in a half to three quarters of the final season. And then she died. What? Yeah. And then the kids. Did she have kids within that? Yeah. Time yeah. Shoot? Like, the okay. kids are the kids exist. OK. But then the kids stop and they're like, Dad, this isn't a story about how you met our mother. This is a story about how you're still in love with Aunt Robin. So why was the show called How I Met Your Mother? It tried to pull off this really twisty-turny ending, and it just disappointed that's, everybody. Yeah, that's the thing with, with any sitcom. If you if you try to get too clever, mm -hmm. it's not a drama. It's a sitcom. Let it be a sitcom. Exactly. Let it be a sitcom. I don't want to say it's just a sitcom. Sitcoms aren't art. Yeah, it deviated from the sitcom formula too much. And you know what the last scene is? It's a callback to the very first episode of How I Met Your Mother. And if you hadn't seen the very first episode of How I Met Your Mother, you wouldn't understand how the show ended. 
it was just one of those shows that at the end of the day, I'm, I don't see myself ever watching it again. So that's time wasted. You know what? I was actually, I've been told many a times that I need to watch that show. And you've just convinced me that I was right in not watching it all, <laughs> I feel time, like, all this time. I feel like there are episodes that are good for everybody to see. Sure. There's a formula to the sitcom and some episodes follow that formula and do it very well. Some deviate from the formula in an interesting way. This just happened to deviate in a non-interesting way. Very lackluster. Yeah, I didn't even think to go for sitcoms yeah like i'm not gonna say i was super enthused by the ending of friends either but friends is a tv show that i don't feel like i wasted time on because i will still sit down and watch friends gladly any day of the week yeah how i met your mother i'm just gonna remember that bad ending and change channel (laughs) (laughs) that's unfortunate yeah now this is one that i've talked about positively in past episodes however Mm, i know where you're going with this (laughs) gray's anatomy is perhaps the one and only show that has definitely run for far too long (laughs) (laughs) is there anybody from the original cast still left on that show there is okay as far as i know i haven't i've only seen what's on netflix there's at least two that is very impressive i know (laughs) (laughs) i know you know it it started off really good and really interesting and and it it had this like way of like really pulling on the heartstrings Mm -hmm. you know because the setting it offers for that open door for all these crazy horrifying experiences to come through whether (laughs) it's like it's so sad because then you put yourself in the shoes of people and it's like oh my god like you you know you're going through all this medical stuff yeah and it it was it was an easy target that just the stars aligned because they chose an easy target we were no stranger to hospital dramas by the time it hit the scenes and i mean shonda the mind of shonda is amazing i don't know if we'll ever have another show like gray's anatomy God, yeah, it just it ran into that that problem of just running for too long. Too long. It's like when you cook bacon in your house and you're like, this smells amazing. You leave the house to go grocery shopping, let's say, you come back and now it just smells like coagulated fat. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. It lingered. Honestly, at a certain point I stopped listening to the drama of it all. <laughs> I was just like, anytime they were in the operating room, yeah. I would be like, Oh, like what are they doing there? At that point, I wasn't even watching Grey's Anatomy. I was just watching like live commentaries <laughs> on a surgery. <laughs> I, I don't know how much of that medical stuff they talked about is actually accurate, mm. but if it is pretty dang educational, yeah. you got several hundred hours of content to yeah, go that through. Is true. So you know, I have heard um medical professionals online say that Grey's Anatomy is pretty good for accuracy yeah like obviously I mean, it's not going to be a hundred percent it's hollywood like exactly. it can't if it was entirely accurate the show would have no juice it also it did jump the shark multiple times oh you don't say <laughs> you, you, you mean to say that two shootings wasn't enough <laughs> and the plane crash and also the plane crash and uh, also someone drowned <laughs> and also the ferry exploded and also the hospital exploded and also oh like it, like an ambulance exploded there's a lot of fire and explosions yeah. at this hospital i don't know how they're still running. <laughs> right i don't know how they're still funded <laughs> Because they are spending a lot of money. I remember that plane crash episode was advertised out the freaking wazoo. I got so annoyed (laughs) just watching TV. I was watching another show and I was annoyed (laughs) with Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) This is the one that I was most reluctant to put on this list because I, like you said, with some of the shows that you've seen, like I don't feel like I wasted my time on it but like in the depths of my soul i know that i did logistically i have like i have like yeah just yeah not even (laughs) you know what i could sit here and and say nothing negative about the show and i would still have to say that i wasted my time on it because of how long it is yeah think of the skills i could have learned i could have become a (laughs) real doctor you could have gone to med school (laughs) like yeah (laughs) moving on uh this is a very light one in 2018 
Paramount Network released this fun new show called American Woman. Have you even heard of it? I have. Oh, you have? I have. That is so impressive. Only heard of it, though. Ah, it starred Alicia Silverstone. Yes, Batgirl. She is a recently divorced mom in the 70s during this wave of feminism. Great scenario to set the show in. And it was pretty edgy. I mean, it was Paramount Network, so it was still kind of family friendly. It was not Yellowstone, that's for sure. The world crumbled around her as she experienced this divorce. Her husband was having an affair. She had these two friends and they were all going through different challenges in life. She reached this ultimate low trying to raise her kids, juggle a job, something she never had before because she was a housewife. So she was entering the workforce. She was meeting new people. She It was the 70s, so she was experimenting with different kind of things. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and it was set to this gorgeous, romanticized version of the 70s. The fashion, the architecture, the cars, the music, the powerful, independent women. It all came together really well. It was a decent show. So she gets to this ultimate low and then slowly she starts to climb. She gets back up on her feet. Towards the end of the season, she meets this much younger boyfriend and that is a whole other thing on its own. But they're like electricity. Like they cannot stay away from each other. And then it just ended. Didn't get renewed for a second season. Good night. Good freaking night. I feel robbed. (laughs) (laughs) I need to know what happened. You'll never know. (sighs) It's whatever you imagine. And yes, that does happen to other shows as well. But because this was only one season and I just barely got into it, robbed. That's unfortunate. Robbed of my time. Ah, why did it have to get canceled? Would you be able to do a splain that on it? Maybe, but like there's no ending. It can be like, what? What? Oh my god, the invitation, <laughs> sir. It's like, we're not going back credits. to that. Yo, you were like, what? <laughs> Bottom line, I didn't get renewed for a second season. My time is robbed. Let's move on. All right. Uh, so there's a little show called Titans. It is three seasons long. And earlier on in this episode, I said, sometimes you watch a show and you watch every single episode and you know that every single one of those episodes <laughs> is hot, stinking garbage. And I gotta say, there is no redeeming qualities to this show. So let me ask you something. Yeah. Why did you start watching? Guilty pleasure. <laughs> Guilty pleasure. Honestly, I started because I love the, uh, you remember Teen Titans? Oh, yeah. It's the cartoon, but live action. Huh. You're watching The Descendants. <laughs> Just hear me out. Just hear me out. <laughs> okay. So I was like, oh, I really liked Teen Titans. I'll watch this. I'll give it a, ch- a chance. I kind of knew just from the trailer that I wasn't really going to enjoy it. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to give DC the benefit of the doubt. This show is so bad. There is horrible writing. The actors, not super great. The villains, super weird and not at all compelling. Like, it's just not a good show whatsoever. But uh, yeah, I just like there's really nothing more to say about this show. All right, let me let me give you some fuel. The big sigh. The big sigh. This is an even bigger sigh. I'm going to fuel your fire. I know what you're going to say. Riverdale. Yeah, that's the next <laughs> on my list. Okay, here's the thing. Riverdale season one was really good. It was one of the top shows on TV. You can't say it was bad, right? It was It was one of Netflix's like pulling exactly. arguments into Netflix. Yeah, and so. it was also on the CW network. It was their top show for a little bit. The murder mystery played out very well. It was very interesting to watch, super engaging. The development of all the characters that we were kind of familiar with, but they were reimagined. It was all very cool. Yeah. Season two and three got a little soap opery, but it was still bearable. It, it was, was enjoyable. Bearable, yeah. You know, there was gang wars. There was Cheryl and Tony. They were like literally carrying the show at one point the cooper's trying to cover up a murder riverdale politics with the lodges there was and the prom of course on top of everything and then season four seriously faltered like seriously i don't know what happened i liked the gargoyle king arc i'm gonna say it was okay yeah it was okay in the beginning the farm 
No. The speakeasy? No. The boxing club? No. It was too much. There were too many things going on. There were too many characters that they were trying to put in the spotlight that used to be secondary characters. The episode where the actors played younger versions of their parents was very well done. Yeah. And then we got the Red Knight episode where the Griffins and Gargoyles game paralleled Archie's juvenile escape. And then after that, I feel like there was nothing to watch it for. Yeah. And then we're in season five now and it just dropped off the deep end. (laughs) I will admit I hung on until the episode where they address the death of Luke Perry slash that was, Fred Andrews. That was a good episode. That was a I good will episode. Say, it was a good I, tribute episode. Yeah. And then I heard that they were doing this time jump into their mid-20s. And I thought, oh, may- maybe I'll give it a second chance. Fresh canvas. So I binged from there until the time jump. And then I watched three or four episodes of future Riverdale. And it was just bad, man. It was just so bad. I just felt like I was watching Gossip Girl slash Stranger Things slash Supernatural. Do you know what's happening right now on Riverdale? I don't want to know. Oh my God, I will tell you. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Now they're dealing with an alternate universe. Superpowers. Cheryl Blossom is being haunted by an ancestral ghost. And it's just trying to jump on so many different bandwagons that it feels like a completely different show. You cannot tie season five Riverdale to season one in any way other than the names of the characters. They really just be writing like (laughs) anything, you know? They just write. Well, here's the thing. It had the liberty of jumping around because its source material was very light. Yeah. Like, have you ever thought Archie comics were dramatic? No. No. Riverdale is not light. It is trying very hard to be dark. It jumped from the walls of Riverdale High to the wide open multiverse. (laughs) Not even world multiverse. And it's just too much. They're dealing with too much. They got too big for their britches. What happened when we were doing school talent shows and prom? I mean, someone died in the school musical. Ah! Happens. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's just a casual death. No big deal. Show goes on. You know what the worst part about that was? It was Barb. It was Barb from Stranger Things. Shall we move on to our last We shall. I I am drenched in sweat. The anger is real. These TV shows have robbed me of my time. So anyone that has watched The Walking Dead will understand where we're coming from. The Walking Dead was super good. It was so good. For a long time. At one time, it was the perfect show. I mean, you know, with with any of these adaptions, like things are going to have to change so people don't already know what's going to happen. But do we have to go further than to say the commercial breaks? They were as at e- uh, of an equal time of the actual show. The Walking Dead is still AMC's cash cow, and they are milking that sucker. Yeah, like you said, it was great. Like the characters, very well written. The characters, very well performed, mm-hmm. very well costumed. The set, like the, it was all great. It was certainly groundbreaking. Nobody was doing zombies at the time. The Walking Dead is not within the horror genre. People who are not horror fans were watching The Walking Dead. People who had no interest in zombie zombie apocalypse themes were watching The Walking Dead. People who didn't like blood and gore were watching The Walking Dead. People who had never read the comic book in their life were watching The Walking Dead. Everybody was watching The Walking Dead. Yeah. When when you say plot. 
platinum age of TV. Yeah, like that's, this that's is what I show. think of. Yeah. yeah. And I will say I held on for a long time and it did get worse. 100% it got worse. <laughs> Up until mid season 10, I still thought it was a decent show. It wasn't going strong, but it wasn't weak either. It was just it was just motoring along. I just got tired of the recycled and drawn out plots. Now, I, I could say that the cutoff was when Carl died because that was a big one. That was probably the one that like really nailed the head Na- put the, put the hammered the nail into the coffin but there's nails in the coffin killed it essentially killed it. Is what i'm just Dead. trying to say just the way that ho- that all went down was ridiculous yeah. and i think that pushed a lot of other people to leave as well because then we had maggie leave and we had yep. rick leave and then also michonne is gone now but for me the reason i say season three is because the villains in season one you had a couple people villains but it was like for the most part it was just the zombies, zombies yeah then they go into season two Season two, they're at the farm. There's a lot of infighting. Shane becomes the villain. Now madness is starting to set in. And then season three, it's like, oh, okay, everybody sort of starts to come together again. And now it's different settlements going to war, literally to war. (laughs) They brought a tank. Just It was such a perfect telling of the bigger picture story of like, oh, this is where the world is going. I'm surprised you haven't even said anything about the governor himself. Oh, the governor? (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm saying. After the governor, none of the villains after that were (laughs) intriguing to me. Everything, not even just the governor stuff, but everything in that prison Mm -hmm. was so compelling. Yeah, I agree. Season three to the end of season five was when it was like larger than life. Yeah. After season three, they set all the stones. You knew all the characters and you knew exactly what kind of people they were. And they've just been recycling. Like, I feel like Carol, as much as she's grown, Daryl, as much as he's grown and like no one else is still around anymore except for Maggie. So like, I I don't feel like there's been an actual legitimate arc like they've been the same characters since then exactly put on top of that Negan, also a really great villain, I thought. The whole thing was Negan versus Rick, and then Rick left. And then Rick, and then Rick left. So what's Negan gonna do? What's the threat for Negan now? How can you have this villain go on and on and on and on and on and on? Like, how can you have the Joker going on and on and on without Batman interfering exactly. at all? At this point, I don't think Walking Dead can be saved at all because it is wrapping up. They need to come to some sort of conclusion. But the only thing that could have potentially saved it was Rick's return. And that's just simply not gonna happen. I want to add on to all of this. I binge some of it. You did not. You have been with the show since, I believe, season one? Since season two. Since season two. I only started watching it at season six. I binged one through five, and then I started watching it weekly at season six. It didn't take 12 years from my life, (laughs) but there are people out there that it took 12 years from. You being awfully close to 12 years. (laughs) I just need to know how it ends. No, like, I'm... This is the one that, like... It hurts the most. Because it it does. It really does. (laughs) For all the amazing scenes that came out of that show. Mm -hmm. And all the amazing actors that came out of that show. They freaking killed it. Yeah. Like you said, the horse died when Carl did, and they've just been beating it ever since. In theory, he should have been the best of them. You know what? You know what makes it even worse? The comic book ending was no better. (laughs) So yes, The Walking Dead, you have hurt us. I can't even continue this podcast right now. Well, this has been a very trying episode for us. I'm sorry you had to see our angry side. Anyway! Thank you for listening, everybody. This has been us talking about this thing that we unfortunately have had to talk about. (laughs) And it is the Geek Squared Show. My name's Emma. I'm Tilly. Please don't forget to follow our social media. Our link is in the description below. Also, if you are interested, you can fund the chaos and buy us a coffee. That link will also be in our description. Hey! 
wonderful week. You know what? Hopefully this has been cathartic for you. Maybe there's something that you're just so angry about and us being angry on this episode. Just blew off enough steam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you felt a sense of unity from our anger and your anger and your frustrations. The world is a very interesting place right now. And you know what? Next week, we are not going to be angry. (laughs) Anyway, have a great week and a fantastic, amazing, spontaneous, maybe, day! I don't know why it's spontaneous. That's what I'm saying. It was like Gossip Girl. <laughs> I don't watch Gossip Girl. What was it? The red, the red circle. The red circle. Oh my god! But see, that's something Archie would do too. He's cringe on Maine. On Maine. <laughs> Can't keep up with your lingo. <laughs> <laughs>